Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This week on the Happy Half Hour. This is a thing that's going to be built over the course of years. And I think if you want to get to a place that's sustainable, if you want to get to a place of regular playoff contention and stuff like that, you're going to have to go through times like this. That's just the way it is. Touchdown, Carolina! It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends, Kristen Balboni, Augusta Stone, and Darren Gant. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Happy Half Hour here on Thursday, September 21st. I don't know that I can promise you happy. I don't know that I can even promise you a whole half hour. But we're going to talk about football and whatever else comes to mind in the next little bit before we have to go do the press conferences and all the other stuff because... There, there's stuff happening. People are worried. It's 0-2. How's Bryce? Is it all going to be okay? And I don't have those answers for you here today, but I, I, I can try to offer a little perspective. I was just having a conversation recently with a, a player from another franchise, and we were discussing certain things about rookie quarterbacks for a story that will be coming up at some point soon. And I referenced Peyton Manning. And I said, I mean, people forget that Peyton Manning went 3-13 and and threw 28 picks um, his rookie year. And this guy's like, whoa, 28? Was it really that bad? <laughs> I guess Bryce's start doesn't seem so bad, does it? And we sort of laughed, but that's kind of where we are. I mean, obviously the Carolina Panthers are not off to an ideal start to this season. Exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, we talked about it before we started, but it's not necessarily about being happy, but it's about finding happiness in what you can Perspective is a good place to start. I think, you know, taking a long, longer view is never a bad thing, first of all. You know, get out of your, your little where you're here. You can't see me because we're on audio, but I'm making like a little thing with my hands where yeah. you, can, you can have a narrow view, close your eyes, or you can broaden the perspective. And I mean, right now, I think with as few answers as we have, as you said, and I wonder, you know, when those answers will come and if we won't get them until the long trip to Seattle. But um, like you mentioned, you know, it's just it's one of those things where there, there's not much to be had that is one answered and two awesome in this small little view. So let's expand it out right. a little bit. And I think it's it's probably important at this point to kind of remind everybody. I mean, this franchise was in a point when they hired the previous coach that they they acknowledged a rebuild need to happen that rebuild did not work mm-hmm. they changed coaches again and they're kind of back at the same spot i i think probably some of the angst that's going along with this 0 and 2 start this season 
has to do with playing moderately good football the second half of last year under interim coach Steve Wilkes. And I, it was like it was almost a taste of what the other stuff felt like. But whether that happened or not, all the stuff that's happening this offseason, the go get a quarterback, the, the bring in an offensive system, that stuff needed to happen one way or another. And, and so I think regardless anything that happened three years ago, two years ago, or the second half of last year – I, I think a reasonable expectation of what was going to happen this year was it was going to take a minute. You don't bring in half a dozen coaches from a half a dozen different offensive systems, get in the room and put together one playbook and expect everybody to be cooking from it immediately. And I think you don't expect a rookie quarterback to walk into that situation and fire on every cylinder immediately. So I this is going to be one of those things, I, and this is not me making excuses or anything like that, but I, I think you try to look at, in a situation like this, the things that you can pick out. Okay, what's, what's happening that's good for the Carolina Panthers, not just in 2023, but in 24, 25, 26? Because this is a thing that's going to be built over the course of years. And, and I think if you want to get to a place that's sustainable, if you want to get to a place of regular playoff contention and stuff like that, you're going to have to go through times like this. That's just the way it is. Well, it's tough, too, because, as you mentioned, there's it's not all horrifically bad. Now, I say this with a caveat because um, against New Orleans, the defense held its own and kept it extremely competitive um, till, I mean, look at the final score, but up until, you know, that second New Orleans touchdown, um, it was it was close. Now there's the yeah. shadow of the Shaq Thompson injury, which sure. was really tough for the team uh, just to lose kind of the heartbeat of that defense. A veteran leader, uh, Frank Reich, has talked a lot about how it's more than just the production on the field that they lost. Um, but at the same time, you can look at how Kamu Gruget Hill stepped up and is kind of you know showing what he showed throughout training camp. You know, a lot of time training camp performances, you don't really see them. Translate, he came up with a really big sack uh, against New Orleans, and it's looked like he'll be the guy uh, going forward, at least, you know, as of right now with what Frank Reich told us yesterday. Um, So that's a positive, you know. Not only did the defense look good, and they seem like they're really gelling under Ejero Evero's new scheme, but they have at least enough depth to not seem like one of the biggest holes that you could possibly create with such a such a tough injury to go with um not be as major as it could have been in that circumstance because they weren't expecting to lose him and obviously he played a lot i mean Derek brown is having a great season right uh, all the usage that he's getting all of the the conditioning he's obviously put in i think that's something that you could think about obviously that doesn't necessarily translate to wins yet but seeing what they've built there and seeing how you know, the 3-4 the transition and the new coordinator and the new pieces and how it's all really come together in a good way. I mean, Von Bell looked great. Yeah, He came up with that pick doing things that he did when he was in Cincinnati. So There, there yeah. are individual parts of this thing. But again, I, I don't want to get away from the fact, I mean, in the first two weeks, that defense has lost J.C. Horn yes. to IR, Shaq Thompson for the entire year. That's a real kick to the front of the shorts, all right? There's no getting around that. That's... Um, that's bad. And you could tell there was almost a shell shock quality amongst those guys. When you talk to Derek and Dante and Burns after the game Monday night, you know, it's like, oh God, we're doing this again. We just had this conversation last week about JC and now we're talking about it again. And then to, to realize that Shaq is out for the year. I mean, that's going to be tough to overcome. 
The good news is, as you mentioned, they are continuing. They continued throughout the second half of that game uh, to hit Derek Carr. I mean, really, the the two plays downfield the Saints made were about the only times all night he wasn't being pressured or wasn't getting hit. So they have shown that they can get after quarterbacks. I mean, Burns, Justin Houston, Etour made more plays Monday night than we've seen out of him in quite some time. So they can get consistent pressure. And Frankie's running around with his hair on fire like Frankie does. Um, it's just going to be a matter of making that stuff last and and kind of being able to patchwork it together until maybe JC gets back in a month or so. Uh, whenever he's healthy again, you know, there's not going to be any replacing Shaq this year. You know, even if Kamu plays at peak Kamu levels, it's not the same. So you, they're going to have to adjust. But this is the this is kind of the spot they're in. I, I think. The other thing, if you were looking for things to latch onto at this moment about this football team, I think some of the personalities of the people are suitable for the task at hand. I mean, if you're in a situation where you know you're building, where you know you're trying to do something long-term rather than this week, Frank Reich's the kind of guy you want in charge of that project because Frank Reich's not a guy who – is going to flip out. I know you probably weren't born when this game happened, Augusta, but once upon a time, Frank Reich's team was down 35-3 at halftime in the playoffs. And maybe you heard about it. The Bills came back and won that game. You know, Frank Reich has been in a situation where a team's been 1-5, and and it's easy for people to freak out and worry and panic and all this kind of stuff. But Frank always says the only thing – he said Monday night when he was talking about Shaq being hurt, he said all we can really worry about is Seattle. And that's the mindset you want in a coach uh, in a situation like this because if the coach projects this project is on track, we're, we're doing the right stuff, I see this and this and this, I, I think that calm filters through the entire organization. And it's more, it, it's, it's more, I guess, definite where he's able to, to pinpoint different things. I think, too, he does have that sort of commanding. We talked about it when he got hired here, but he, he is, one, calming, but, two, also very much so a leader. Um, and I think that leadership is going to be paramount right now, like you mentioned, with the experience that he has in, in tougher situations. He's, he's dealt with a lot of those things. And he also has a lot of veteran leadership still in that locker room, even without Shaq Thompson. I mean, you look at the, the offensive side, all of the pieces that they've brought in. A lot of them are more mature guys that have seen a lot of ball. Adam Thielen, for one, who gives a lot of perspective when we talked with him in the locker room today about all the uncertainty, really solid head on his shoulders. I mean, a guy that's been over a decade in the league. So he kind of knows what's going on. Um, same with Hayden Hurst, a guy that's been around for a while and in his 30s. I think um, just kind of leaning on that, you're not going to have a ton of panic when there are a lot of guys have seen a lot of things. Yeah. And bringing them in, not only whenever they were they came in in free agency and you're like, oh, here's some, some people with experience on field to pair with, you know, a younger, newer staff and all these new pieces, but also in times like this, whenever – the morale could get down to have those those uh, I guess those calm heads, cool heads prevail in those situations and be the the leaders and also the ones kind of talking and setting tones. You know, when we ask them questions, I think that's pretty pretty big for the at least the face of the organization. Um, yeah. And Adam Thielen, I think, is a really solid face for that. So he was he's a grab in in multiple ways. He also is uh, the most productive receiver last week, um, but also kind of the one of the coolest heads you can talk about whenever. It looks like, you know, you could see, you know, crashing and like you said, but he's a really good pair with kind of Frank's mentality. You can kind of hear it from him as well. Yeah. Big dad energy. 
Absolutely. Big dad energy, no doubt about that. So, And you need that this week because, oh, by the way, and this is the not happy part, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be on Sunday. So I, I, the one thing I do want to clear up, and, and I'll let this be our little island of sanity in a sea of overreaction, uh, Bryce is actually hurt, y'all. This is not oh some phantom injury that's part of an elaborate plot. If this was a plot, it would be the most elaborately staged, you know, uh, Yes, Bryce is actually injured. Bryce is in the training room. I, I've seen it source my two eyes. It's a um, shame we're at that point, it, I fear. We, Yeah, we really are at that point. And I've already, you know, I, I have learned, and, and I truly am trying as I get older to pay less and less attention to the comments mm-hmm. and, and spend far fewer amounts of time reading the notifications on Twitter and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I just, it's no good for you, A, and in this situation, I don't think there's a lot to be gained from it. I mean, again, Bryce is actually hurt. He's actually got an ankle issue that's getting treatment. You know, the, these are things that are actually happening, gang. So um, they're not just trying to acknowledge a mistake or anything. I mean, come on. It's, it's an injury. It's football. Guys come up sore after games all the time and realize they need treatment for stuff. That is an actual thing. And that is actually what's happening right now. And it kind of goes back to what what I was talking about with the veterans. I mean, you know, when you don't know and you have to assess all options, we wrote about it. I wrote about it yesterday um, after the locker room and after talking with Frank. But yesterday I walked through, it was Andy Dalton, and he has a ton of experience in the league. He 100% knows how to how to lead, how to keep, you know, calm, calm heads and um you know, it's not like they're trotting out someone who who hasn't been here before. He's been here quite a lot, and uh, it's you know part of the reason. And it was another thing that Adam Thielen said, but it, part of the reason they brought him here wasn't necessarily to to send him the whole time. You know, it was to train up Bryce. But in a worst case scenario, you have a guy that knows what to do, and and if that's what they need to do, I mean, there's there's worse positions to be in for sure, and. Um, you know, obviously we don't we don't know, right. and that's part of it. But when you don't know, you do have to assess all yeah. options, and that's the that's the other option. If if Bryce's ankle doesn't heal by Sunday at Seattle, which is another, it's kind of a tough week for this to happen because of the quick week, because of the longest, uh, the furthest trip according yeah. to uh, the game preview, and uh, just just a lot of kind of bad factors into that. But when you're assessing both options, you kind of gotta. I got to look yeah. at it. This is, listen, this is why they went and got an Andy Dalton anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, because A, you didn't know if a rookie quarterback would be ready to do this. And if he and if he wasn't, he's the kind of guy you want in charge for a little bit. Andy Dalton started 162 games in the NFL. He has started a baseball season's worth mm-hmm. of football games in his career. So, and when we were, I was actually talking to Frank yesterday, taping an interview for the Huddle TV show. And, oh, my God, you should absolutely tune in for my television debut on the huddle uh, this week on all your local channels. It's going to be amazing, I'm sure. Woof. Um, (laughs) A television host I am not, but Frank was very kind. But Frank said when I mentioned the 162, he kind of sort of made that Frank face, and he said – I knew it was a lot, but I didn't know it was that many. <laughs> and it kind of it, it brings it back to the idea that, you know, Andy Dalton is not – there's not a situation where Andy Dalton's going to freak out, where Andy Dalton's going to be like, oh, my God, I've never seen this. He's seen all of it. And here's here's the other thing to remember about Andy Dalton. He was actually pretty good last year with the Saints. 
I mean, his numbers were good. You know, he was a 95.2 passer rating quarterback. He, you know, one of my pet stats with quarterbacks, you look at accuracy, but I, I put a lot of stock in yards per pass attempt, you know, and are you getting the most out of those pass attempts? And his was up over seven and a half. And Andy Dalton still moving the ball down the field. Is he almost 36 years old? He is. Is that still very, very young from a comparative <laughs> basis to some people in this room? It is. But uh, Andy's a guy. I mean, he's got a career-winning record. He's 3-1 and one all-time against the Seahawks. If you get in a situation on Sunday where Andy Dalton runs out of that tunnel leading the offense, it ain't the worst thing to happen in the world. Exactly. And, and they're, they're preparing as such as they were yesterday at walkthrough. We'll have to see what happens at practice today as we film this on Thursday morning. Um, the team has 100% rallied around him if it needs to be him or rallied around whoever it's going to be. Um, spoke with Miles Sanders. He said that, his job doesn't change in that he's he's very focused when you talk with him. I talked with him after the game and on Wednesday, and you know he's always focused on um, just finding the best ways to protect the guys, and that's kind of the message he had about Bryce after the game. Like we just got to protect Bryce and you know elevate Bryce, and he had the same the same message about Andy. So it's not one of those things where again, like if we're just taking the temperature check of the locker room, we don't want to don't want to mischaracterize and be like oh my goodness everyone's so downtrodden and everyone's so sad like it, it's tough there's a lot going on especially after the shack injury and but but they're not they're not panicking as you mentioned they have the leadership in place to not do that and and at the same time you know they they know that either way they got to charge for it either way they're flying to Seattle this weekend either way they're gonna have a quarterback back there and if it's Andy then they know what to expect from Andy if it's Bryce they've played two games with Bryce there's just there's a lot of there's knowns and the unknowns you don't know who it is but you know that it's going to be somebody they're going to play the game and that's just kind of how they're moving forward um so nothing you know catastrophic in that room there you go it's augusta stone the donald rumsfeld of this podcast <laughs> oh God, ladies and gentlemen the no- wait what donald rumsfeld you don't know who that is no should i oh yes he's no. a historical figure he was Former Secretary of Defense during the Iraq War. He talked about the known knowns and the unknown knowns. Uh, yeah. 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 At any at any rate, we, we press on. <laughs> um, people younger than Andy Dalton. <laughs> um, at any rate, I bet Andy knows who Donald Rumsfeld is. At <laughs> any rate, we should probably talk more about it. You know what? You, you want to really make this thing depressing? We should talk about my fantasy football team. That'll really do you kill play them. fantasy for the first time in 21 years. The men's group at my church wanted to do a fantasy football league, and so I I agreed to join up and oh. sort of be part of this effort. I have not played fantasy football in 21 years for a reason. And you might ask me, what is that reason, Darren? 21 years ago in 2002, I had a revolutionary strategy that was going to change the way people played fantasy football. Okay. Steve Spurrier was in his first year as the head coach of the formerly Washington football team. And after putting up incredible numbers across the SEC with all manners of different quarterbacks, I said, I'm not just going to draft one Steve Spurrier quarterback. I'm going to draft all of them. So I walked into a season, and my quarterbacks were Patrick Ramsey, Shane Matthews, and Danny Werfel. And I was convinced I was going to finish that league in one of two places, first by a mile or last by the same distance. And I was right, and uh, that that scarred me sufficiently that I was willing to take a 21-year break before doing this. And after two weeks of doing this again, 
I realize that might not have been a terrible decision yeah. because I talk like I know something about football, but the numbers do not necessarily bear that out. I have played one season of fantasy football my entire life, and I was actually pretty good at it, but I took a very... I didn't get into it as much as some people do. I have so many friends that love it. And I will say it's a really great catalyst for people who aren't super into the NFL. I have a darling friend who is an opinion writer and she's one of the best people I know. And she wanted to get into football. And I tried to, you know, show her some games, especially during the playoffs last year. You know, I'd invite her over to my house. We'd have some snacks and enjoy it. She couldn't really get into it. They decided to have a fantasy football league within our friend group. I decided not to do it because I have more than enough on my plate here, uh, football related. So I was like, you know what? Y'all have fun. I can, you know, give you some advice if you need, you know, just like who's a good running back in the league or who's, you know what I mean? And bless her heart, she is having a ball but I will say it's been two weeks and the panic texts I get from her about you know Patrick Mahomes in the first half or you know where's Travis Kelsey stuff like that she loves the Chiefs so <laughs> I mean it's it's very very cute it's very fun and I, I tell her all the time I said this is you're going into week three like you got to do this for a lot and I know this is your first go around but she's so fun and it's very very sweet but um yeah she was very invested in last week's Thursday night football game I was receiving a ton of texts about the Eagles defense so she's she's really getting into it. it. It's it's a pretty cute thing to see. But I remember my fantasy year, I think it was 2021, I do believe, and I had Kyler Murray, Tyreek Hill. Who else did I have on that team? It was a good team. I got second out of eight people. So not too bad. I didn't make any risky decisions. I wasn't one of those people that's always like watching the waiver wire, Oof. changing out my teams. Now, I do know people like that, and it's a whole full-time job. I have someone in my life who has five leagues. That's and too many that's, leagues. That's wild. So, yeah, but uh, I know a lot about it. I do not participate, but I love watching yeah. it all unfold. It is so, it's, it's like free entertainment for me. So if, so if you've got fantasy football questions, send them to Augusta. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm 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 aware of at least seven different teams, like very intimately, <laughs> just because I ask a bunch of questions and I know a lot of people with leagues. So I, I have like at least someone with some sort of, you know, uh skin in the game in every single game just about. So uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that is really something. Yeah, it's no, it's fun and it's good it's good banner between the guys and, and your friend group and all that kind of stuff. But I uh yeah, it is a rather humbling experience for me because I, I even joked with these guys in this league I'm in, I, I named my team the alleged experts because <laughs> it's, uh, oh, yeah, this is not going well, gang. Oh, man. Oh, man. No, I, I don't know. I, I think about all the time, like, what's a clever fantasy name. Whenever I had it, I was on Burrowed Time. Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's not bad. Right? I did steal it from Reddit, but I thought it was pretty funny. I I have seen a number of variations of people with Adam Thielen on their team, you know. (laughs) More than a Thielen. More than a Thielen. I got a Thielen. (laughs) Hooked on a Thielen, that kind of stuff. That's that's pretty good. I wonder which one would be his favorite. I'm I'm feeling it. Maybe we should ask him I know, right? What's the best pun with your name in it for a fantasy team? I wonder if he has a preference. Let's see. I mean, DJ Chark's, I mean. Chark Week. Chark Week. DJ Chark. Oh, no. Now the listeners are all turning it off. Yeah. I'm talking fantasy football and singing children's songs. Maybe that's the best place to call this. No, it's and it felt like the right note. It felt like what we needed is a little DJ Chark. Sing it with me, Matt. DJ Chark. No. No, I, I think we'll we'll right. we'll say we'll say a no for that one this week. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> that's a no for me, dog. But that's 
That's a wrap on this week's Happy Half Hour. There's no more that can be done to make you happy than me singing into a microphone. We do it for the people. We'll see you next week. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.